I've lived in Northern Monmouth County in New Jersey my entire life. I've been a fiction writer, actor, playwright, blogger, gourmet chef, home renovator, event planner, landscape architect, and decorator. Now, I'm married to a professional drummer who is also an award-winning photographer, so the arts have always been really important to me. There are so many people in this part of New Jersey that are involved in the arts, and I am planning to talk to all of them. Well, maybe not all of them, but a lot of them, and I'm inviting you to listen in. I'm Lucille Sapio, talking arts and culture, and this is Hazlitt Coffee Talk. It's amazing how many artists there are in this area. And today I'm speaking with Joe Pittman, a very successful writer and publishing professional who lives right in Keyport. Joe has worked many years at the front of the house on Broadway, and he likes to be described as a dad to his lab greyhound mix shadow, the subject, or rather the author of Joe's last book, The Shadow Diaries. Hi, Lucille. I'm here with Joe Pittman, and we are talking about writing today, mostly. Joe, I have long been a short story writer, but I seem unable to even start writing a book. So I salute you for your many successes and your many publications. Did you study writing or did you just fall into it? I kind of fell into it. I just read and I studied books, structure, how writers crafted their work. I never took a creative writing course in my life. And here's my big reveal. As a teenager, I read this book, and I thought it was terrible. And I thought I could do a better job. So this bookseller that I worked with, Mary Jane, she said, well, then write your own book. And I did. It was terrible. (laughs) How old were you? 17. And I submitted it to publishers, and it got rejected with form letters. But it didn't stop me. Yeah, the thing about writing is, I think it's a very personal thing. A lot of people are writing about themselves or about their experiences or writing about characters that are people they know. Do you find that you do that? I actually don't. I don't write about myself. I don't write about people I know. I create characters that I find interesting who have interesting stories to tell. I'm in control, but they're telling their story. I don't like to reference people I know, with one exception. There's a book I wrote called When the World Was Small. It's my second novel, and it's a very personal story. I had just read a John Irving novel. Oh, which one? Hotel New Hampshire. And it just affected me in such a way about character that this story suddenly came to life. I'm always considering using my family members as characters, but I know they're going to be really insulted. So far, I haven't done that, except for a brother-in-law, ex-brother-in-law. He would definitely be very insulted in the way I portrayed him. Let me ask you, how many books have you had published? Under two names, 43. Now, you write both novels and short stories. I've written some short stories. It's not my favorite form. No, I love novels. But I have done four novellas, short stories, featuring my one of my series characters, Todd Gleason. Those are so much fun. Todd's a con man. They're comedic. And comedy has its limits. Now, you mentioned series. How many series do you have? My best-known series is the Linden Corners novels. It is set in a small town in upstate New York, the Hudson River Valley. They are beautiful, sweet, heartfelt books. There's five of them. Those are my most acclaimed. I did a series called The Original Crime. It's one book, but it was published as three. And then there's my pseudonym, Adam Carpenter. I will say my prized writing possession is Jimmy McSwain. 
currently six books. They kind of combined all of me. Jimmy grew up in Hell's Kitchen. His mom is the head usher at a Broadway theater. Mm-hmm. And I have a Broadway history. He's gay. He doesn't care that he's gay. And nobody else does either. And that's important to me. In all of my Adam Carpenter writing, all of my lead characters are gay. And there's never an issue of homophobia. What kind of feedback do you get from your readers? Oh, they love it. I get so many positive responses. Thank you for being so positive about our world. It doesn't matter who you are, what you are. You are. The Adam Carpenter books are a little sexy. Okay. Under the Joseph Pittman name, the Linden Corners books are very sweet and heartfelt. And there's three books that are Christmas themed. I mean, that's the reason why Adam Carpenter exists. Because Joseph has a certain point of view. And then there's Adam Carpenter, where all the characters, main characters, are gay. I think they share a world of acceptance. And this is our story. We're going to tell it. When I write, I have an idea in my head and I just start writing. What's your process? Do you plot it out? Sort of. I have a synopsis, but it usually is only a couple chapters ahead of where I am. But I kind of always know the ending. Yeah. I just, like I said, I work a few chapters ahead. I write in order. I will never write the last chapter until it's time to write Mm -hmm. the last chapter. I'm currently writing Jimmy McSwain number seven, second shot. Every book is 16 chapters. Every book is framed the same way. Two scenes per chapter, everything through Jimmy's eyes. There are always two mysteries. One is usually just he's been hired as a private eye, because that's what he is. And the other one is very personal. You know, I get some comments from readers, and they're like, book six, Fresh Kill. They were so mad at me at the ending. And I said, you have to be. Conflict drives story. What's a happy ending when you're going to write another one? I'm a huge soap opera fan. What they do is they know how to make you tune in tomorrow. Mm -hmm. You want to know what's next. And that's kind of how I approach my writing when I do series, especially with Jimmy and with Lyndon Corners. How do you name your characters? I don't know why I do this, but my three primary characters, Brian Duncan, Jimmy McSwain, Todd Gleason, they're all Irish. Are you Irish? Yeah. Well, that's partly, probably why. Partly. Names are hard. If I think of a good name, I will. I have a, like a list on my phone. Oh, yeah. names to use. I used to go through the uh, phone book and yeah. look up names. Uh-huh. Now, you said you do first person for your, your Jimmy McSwain? No. Actually, Jimmy's third person... Okay. But it's all from his point of view. Okay. Third person, but... Uh, Not omniscient. No, it's not omniscient. So would you say that that's your go-to point of view, or do you ever do, say, a first-person point of view? I've done first-person. My Linden Corners books, some of them are Mm first-person. I've changed it up through the series. Here's the thing about third person. I want to give the reader a chance to get to know the character the way maybe I don't. Would you say that most of your books fall into the drama genre or humor? It depends on what I'm writing. I was told once, stick to one genre, don't venture out, and I can't do that. My Todd Gleason's are humorous crime, like a Carl Hyacin novel. My Linden Corners books are sweet, like a Nicholas Sparks. My Jimmy McSwain's are like classic noir, like a Dashiell Hammett or James Cain. Now, do you, you find yourself writing in the style of authors that you admire? No, I write in my style. (laughs) <laughs> and sometimes I write a phrase, and I'm just like, where the... 
did that come from? Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's not unlike acting, especially improvisational acting, where you become the character. You have to think, would, would my character say this? I played a part in a murder mystery dinner. It was called Mamma Mia at some murder. <laughs> and I was Carmela Mozzarella. And Carmela was this really loud, Brooklyn, very, you would recognize her. Hey, Pop, how come we're not doing this today? Get over here. So, oh, you're Olivia from General Hospital. And when I played that character, I mean, I I knew exactly what Carmela would say. Mm-hmm. I knew what she wouldn't say and how she would say it. And I think it's the same thing you're talking about when you're writing. No, that's the important thing is, yeah, you're the author, you're in control, but you've got to learn your characters and know what they would say to make the book as authentic as mm-hmm. it can be. Self-publishing used to be really frowned upon, but it seems like more and more writers are going that route, especially because it's uh, it's easier than getting a publisher and because it's more acceptable now. So what's your take on that? Publishing's changed a lot. I mean, I was an editor for 20 years at major publishers, Bantam, Signet. I worked with big authors. We acquired books from agents and signed them to a lot of money, and it was big and respectable and all that sort of stuff. But everything evolved. There's publishers like iUniverse. Then there's KDP, as they call it, Kindle Direct Publishing. As long as you can upload your file for an ebook, you can create a print edition on CreateSpace. Bowker, who is the owner of like all the ISBN numbers and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and they give me ISBN numbers and barcodes to make my books legit. You have to negotiate what's best for your book. I just published this book, The Shadow Diaries, about my dog, and I didn't know how I was going to do it. And my publisher of the Adam Carpenter books, MLR, said, we'll do it. They did a beautiful illustrated edition, which is nothing they've ever done. Here's my message to authors out there. Sure, try the big route. Try and get an agent. Mm -hmm. Try and get a big publisher. But no, that's not the end. It's a start. Pursue self-publishing. Pursue KDP. Nook. You know what the hardest part is? It's not about getting your book published. It's getting promotion, which is... Yeah, marketing is everything. It is. No matter what you're selling, if you're selling a book, if you're selling product, if you're selling advertising. And I've been in all yeah. those those uh, arenas. Yeah. So you do know, you use social media? Yeah. I yeah. To- oh, I oh, have yeah, to. Oh, you have to. No, yeah. you have to. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Shadow has his own Instagram page. We just finished the audio edition. I found this narrator on Audible's platform. So he reads every diary entry because it's a full year. So the audio will be out in a couple weeks, but this is my my treasured project. Well, let me let me switch gears and talk about writing. Specifically, hmm. I I have been a member of writers groups where we read and critique each other's work. But I know that some people never want to share what they're currently working on. How often do you talk about your books when you're writing them? Never. Do you ever ask your husband his opinion? Never. Do you ever seek feedback from anyone other than your editor? Never. I know when I'm writing. I know my voice. I know my characters. I don't want anyone interfering with the process of what I'm producing. I mean, I'll talk about it. I'll tell Steve, like, you know, oh, my God, I just wrote this scene that was awesome. Mm-hmm. But I won't tell him the details of right, it. Right, right. He's going to have to read it. If he He's got to read it. You know, like, I mean, I've been talking about this book, Second Shot, the Jimmy Seven, and, like, I know the ending. I cannot wait to write it. Yeah. But I can't write it because... Until you get there. (laughs) Until I get there. But, no, I don't really like to share. 
A lot of people say that if they talk about what they're writing, then they lose that that spark that's pushing them ahead. Here's the thing. When I was a young editorial assistant in publishing, we had this group of other editorial assistants, and we used to get together after hours, and we'd sit in the conference room, and we would share, like, the first chapter of a book we were writing. We would read it, we would analyze it, we would critique it, and then the next week, you had to come back with a rewritten right. chapter. That doesn't help. Yeah, and I think it's a little different with a book or with a short story. With a short story, uh, no, you no, can short read story the is totally different. Story, yeah. yeah. Here's my philosophy. Write it first, then get it right. Yes, and I know when I was writing a, when I was writing a play, I have a friend who's a very successful playwright, and I was having I was getting stuck and I and he goes, just just finish it. Even if it's crap, just finish it and then you can go back and fix it. And he was so right because if, at least if you get it down on paper, then you've got something to work on. If it's in your head, it's yeah. just in your head. Yeah. Do you write full time or do you do other work? Um, well, my other job is as a ticket taker on Broadway, uh, which shut down on March 11th. But I have worked front of house operations on Broadway for 30 years. I've been an usher in the balcony. I've been center orchestra usher. And I've been ticket taker at the front door. I've had a blast with Broadway. It was an unexpected career. I needed extra money. I mean, yeah. you work in publishing, they pay you crap. So I started doing it as a side job. I said, oh, maybe I'll do this for like six months. Yeah. Then it became <laughs> its own career. At the end, at the end of the night, we all get our 11 o'clock curtain call, no matter what your job is. Well, let me end with a question that I ask everyone in one form or another. If someone came to you and said, I'm thinking of becoming a writer, making a career out of being a writer, what kind of advice would you give them? Commit. Discipline. Don't let anybody tell you you can't. Writing is hard and you have to delve into yourself and nobody knows yourself like yourself. So the only way you're going to get results is if you produce them. That's it. It's hard to absorb, but it's really as simple as that. Yeah. Well, Joe, thank you for coming and thank you for my copy of The Shadow Diaries. Oh my God. Thank you, Lucille. Yeah, this was lovely. I thank you for giving me voice. I love the arts, and I love to talk, and that's why I'm talking to local artists. And if you like listening, then subscribe to my podcast. You can do it on this page, on iTunes, or anywhere you get podcasts. I'm Lucille Sapio, and this is Hazlitt Coffee Talk.